we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. I've got an incredible, incredible guest today. Um, he's no stranger to my shows, but this is his debut here on Remember Then Radio. Please, ev- please tell everyone your name, sir. It's Jordan Rhodes, Jerry. How are you? Always nice to talk to you. Uh, it's awesome. You know what I want to do, Jordan? I have a poem, of course. You've heard it, but they haven't. But I want to play a song. It's called Peace Mix by Nikki Adio because it's such a beautiful song, and I think it's perfect to start today's show. Okay? Okay, great. Here we go, guys. I love that song. So beautiful. Lovely song. We need peace, don't we? I want to make an announcement, Jordan. Uh, My three o'clock guest, um, Ryan, he is going to be calling in towards the end of our show because he's not able, he's, it's his birthday today and his mom surprised him with a little trip. So he's just going to call in at the end of our show and just say hello to you and give us a shout out what's happening with him. Um, so it's good. It's it's a birthday. It's a great celebration. So oh, great. 
Jordan, I would like I, to... I love, that, I love that thing, shout out, because I've just discovered that <laughs> I am currently... Uh, yeah, people have put me... Uh, I'm on Tameo now. I don't oh, know if you know what Tameo is or not, but Tameo, it's Tameo.com slash jroad 7 and people can go on there, or go on Cameo with a number of people, not just myself. And you get, uh, you tell us that you want us to do a shout out for somebody's birthday, anniversary, or whatever. And, and it gets done, and you can do it as one of your characters from the shows you've been in and all. It's, I guess it's kind of a neat thing, and it's been going on for years. I just found out about it, and some booking agent just put me on it. So when you say a shout out, that's, that's what so I cool. think of with Cameo, a shout out. So it's, so. So, so it's Cameo.com. Yeah, it's Cameo.com and then slash jroad 7 if somebody wants to okay. get me for one. But if you go on Cameo, you yes. can see all these different celebrities and people on there that'll do shout outs for So you. cool. All right. So now I'm giving you a shout out with your poem. Here goes, baby. Okay. Okay. New audience, so they're going to love this. My guest tonight, my guest today will blow you away. Honored at Comic-Con to meet him that day. This man is a legend. His career's been insane. Made his debut in 68. Jordan Rhodes is his name. His career spans five decades. 45 years later, that's right. He played over 200 roles. All-time greatest actors on site. He played with Sean Penn, Mia Farrow and John Wayne, Michael Douglas and Dennis Hopper, Gene Hackman too. So insane. There's plenty more. The list don't end. Wait till you hear all his roles, my friend. Bonanza and Barnaby Jones, Heart to Heart and Dawson's Creek, Law and Order and Maroon, Peyton Place on every week. The Rockford Files and Quincy, Guiding Light and Ryan's Hope, Marcus Welby, MD and Bums, All the King's Men were dope. The quintessential working actor Jordan Rhodes is known as, but he prefers his blue collar, his acting jobs, he has. The man, the myth, the legend, Jordan co-wrote and stars on set, alongside actress Lynn Moore, who's also his wife, who I, bet, who I met. He plays Ernest Hemingway, a tribute to this man. What an incredible role for Jordan Rhodes to land. There's so much more to cover. Jordan Rhodes, please take the floor. Let's get this interview started. My listeners and I want more. That's for you, Jordan. <laughs> Your poetry just blows me away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for anybody that can, can cover my career in a poem, I mean, it, that, that's that's really amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I go back so far. That's how I've now become. A, you, you, by the way, have, have nicknamed me with this a legend. Uh, I now have my friends that get in touch with me and say, "Yeah, I, I hear you're a legend. You're an icon now." George. You are. I'm and sorry. I guess, I guess that's what happens is when you are around for fifty years, and uh, yep. as my uh, as one of my friends said when he called me up uh, Joe Don Baker and said he had finally figured out what a nostalgia celebrity was and I said what is what did you figure out Joe Don and he said that's an old actor with a lot of credits yeah. so I said okay because I'm, I'm perfect for then remember then radio because yeah. I'm a remember then actor uh, and fortunately uh, thanks to the good man above I'm still acting and, and doing it since starting in the uh, in New York, I think once we talked before, I told you my career really started here in New York with television shows that I don't know if people even remember anymore, like The Defenders, The Nurses, For the People, The Reporter, Mr. Broadway, uh, shows where E.G. Marshall was the star of, Craig Williams, William Shatner, and all those people before getting out to California and uh, starting, you know, my first job out there was on Peyton Place 
with Mia Farrow and Ryan Hope and, and all those people that uh. I did uh, for a while as just the intern. And then continuing on to uh, just uh, get lucky and uh, obviously I, I had to be good, but to get lucky and do uh, the kind of work that I've done uh, over the years. Very nice of you to mention the thing about Papa. Um, uh, Papa, the man, the myth, the legend, sure. is a play that I co-wrote with Ken Vose because something interesting is going on with that right now. I, uh, I'm i trying to get Brian Cox, the actor Brian Cox, yes. who just starred off-Broadway, not off-Broadway, on-Broadway in The Great Society. I'm trying to get Brian to do the role in my play uh, in both a London performance and here uh, in New York on Broadway. So if you've got some listeners out there that are big uh, Hemingway fans and all of that, uh, I'm sure you'll figure out some way to put them in touch Absolutely. with me if they, want, if they want to get involved with this. But that's where the play would come back again, uh, because uh, if Brian Cox would agree to do it, they had the Schubert's years ago when I was touring in the play. Uh, they uh, brought me up here to New York and offered me three of their theaters, but they don't produce. They're just like landlords. Okay. And I couldn't get the money. Uh, to actually, uh, I couldn't get any investors behind me. I didn't have the name value, even though the play had just done incredibly well on the road. We were selling out 1,500-seat houses. And it really is not because I co-wrote it. It really is a, it's a great play. It's the only play ever written, ever done about Hemingway's entire life from the time he's 19 until he killed himself in 1960. That's crazy. But, uh, anyway, it's interesting that you brought that up uh, in, in your poem, about Papa because yeah. uh, it's it's now resurfaced on there. And I think I told you the last time we were talking, I told you I was trying to get a, a limited series, an eight-part limited series right. based on the play done with an absolute, uh, just a stellar cast of people done out in California. So there's a little work going on with that. Uh, I actually got it off last week to Ron Howard and Brian <gasps> Oh, Wow. Jordan, if you meet, if you if you get to hang out with Ron Howard, I want to come with you. <laughs> I want to come with you. I, I, I will. I'm hoping tomorrow I'm going to talk to his office, and I will let him know that. Please, I'll tell him, I'll tell him that, that I have a young lady here in New York that would like to hang out with us. Because, if we have this yes. Tell him that I am a, a huge fan since I was young. We, I must meet him. <laughs> well, I told uh, I told Ron in, in the letter that I sent him, I told him that we have a little history together, because uh, obviously you know uh, he worked with Andy Griffith right. you know, for years on TV, and then I told him in the letter, I said, we have a little history together, because I worked with Andy on the Matlock series uh, for a little over three years, wow. so that, that was a history that we shared, but he, uh, Ryan, uh, Ron rather, Ron Howard and Brian Grazier, they're... Um, Imagine Entertainment is uh, well, it's just great. They they do great stuff, and they right now are looking to do some streaming series for uh, HBO and I think Netflix, and that's what I'm trying to get them interested in with uh, with my Papa, the Man, mm -hmm. the Myth, the Legend show because it would be great. And I mean, good Lord, the people I'm talking to, the the actors, you know, to be in it would it would just be an incredible cast. Anyway. So well, we'll you know we'll we'll see what goes on. With I you. have to give some shout outs here for you on your behalf. Your your uh, yes, your daughter absolutely, is absolutely. watching. And, and if there if there are people out there listening that are in the New York area that would like to uh, get in touch with me and see about getting involved with uh, doing the play uh, with Brian Cox, uh, by all means, uh, contact me. Well, so your daughter is listening. Jordan, your daughter is, is listening to the show, and one of your biggest fans, Karen Walker, 
Oh. <laughs> How about that? She's got a. I gotta say hello to my daughter. Yes. I, I can't. That's great. They're listening to the show. Yes, I, she's got a lot of listeners daughter, with her. My daughter's a big supporter of me. Yes. That's really great. Tell them her name. I'm sorry? Tell everyone your daughter's name. Cheyenne Rhodes. There you go. I love uh, her name. <laughs> and, and, and when she was when she was uh, when she was a little girl, she was really really great about her name because if somebody would call her Shy or something like that, she would correct them immediately and say, "No, my name is Cheyenne." I so, love that. <laughs> I, I named her after Cheyenne, Wyoming, because uh, one time I read somewhere that that was considered to be the most beautiful name of any city and state in the world. And so we, we named, named her Cheyenne, Cheyenne Elizabeth. We gave her Elizabeth in case she wanted an out, but uh, she really liked Cheyenne. And um, I think I told you one time before, I'm a, uh, did I tell you what she did for me on my last birthday in June? Tell us. She took me skydiving, my daughter. <laughs> Okay. I, well, wait, wait. I gotta say something. Skydiving, fourteen thousand feet in the air, and then pushed me out of a plane. Wait, Jordan. Wait, I have to. I have to comment, and then you continue that story before I forget. So I've I've done skydiving as well, but I took my daughter to um, uh, New Zealand to bungee jump off of the first bridge. AJ Hackett did his jump. She was fifteen, and I had to push her off because she wouldn't do it. Okay, so now continue. So you sco- so she put did she push you out of the plane, your daughter? <laughs> no, I was just leaving. I know. Dad making a bad joke. Uh, I had my uh, the instructor, of course, it's a yes. random jump, so the yes. instructor is strapped to your That's back. That's great. And uh, when I got ready to, when it was my turn, I had to jump out because we were having it filmed. So when the filming guy jumped out, we had to go. And I remember thinking at that particular time I was going to keep my eyes closed when I jumped out. <laughs> but I looked down, and we were so far from the ground at fourteen thousand seven hundred feet. I said, "I'm not going to close my eyes. It'll take me a week and a half to get out there." So, <laughs> I kept my eyes open the entire time. Amazing! And, uh, it was it was quite an experience. And some of my friends said to me, "You're crazy, man! How could you do that?" I said, how could I not do That's that? Right. My daughter said, I want to take you skydiving. So That's what are you right. going to be? You're going to be a sissy to your daughter? I love it. Oh, no, I can't do it. I love it. Oh, my gosh, but Cheyenne. Anyway, awesome, lady. It awesome. Was, it was it was really great, and it was it was a birthday I will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, do, you don't forget jumping out of a plane. No. <laughs> It's awesome. Wow, that's so and, great. And, and my daughter and her boyfriend uh, went with me, so there were the three of us. You know, that we, we all went to, and it was, I think it was Jay's first time, too, and, and he was great. As uh, Like Cheyenne, the minute he got on the ground, they both wanted to go again. That's great. Uh, Dad, Dad was not up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but Dad did it. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and she had remembered me saying years ago that I, the only thing is that she misunderstood is years ago I used to say, I'd like to see if I could jump out of the plane, I'd like to see if I could go skydiving, and Cheyenne took that as me saying, I want to go skydiving, so she went skydiving and then said, Dad, I'm taking you skydiving. That's great. So, so that was it, and it, it really, it was great, it was, it, was, it was a great birthday, very, very memorable, to say the least. Oh, Incredible. That's so funny. My and and my daughter has the exact opposite story that my mother pushed me. <laughs> yes, that's so great. Um, all right, so I have a question for you because to me, you are a legend. Uh, you know, I mean, when I met you that day, and 
I was like, you're him? Are you kidding me? You know, remember that? Like, I couldn't believe it because I remember growing up to everything you were in. And, you know, so I want to ask you something. Um, everyone out there listening, I'm sure they're, they're going to want to know the answer to this question. Who were some of the most, I, I don't even want to use the word amazing, but who were some of the most uh, uh, famous, let's say this, famous actors or actresses that really made an impact on you that you have met or worked with over the years? Okay, boy, that's uh, that that's quite a list, but I will uh, I won't put them in any order because um, they obviously my career I really owe to Sean Penn's father, okay. who was a director named Leo Penn, and most people probably don't remember Leo anymore, which is a shame. It's one of the things that happens to us. But Leo was an actor first; he was quite a famous actor in New York, and then when he got out to California. He had suffered on the blacklist and all that kind of stuff, which we won't go into, but he became a director. And he was the first director, not the first director I worked for, but he was the first director that gave me a really big shot on a Marcus Welby show, uh, which I got. I made a first ballot on an awards thing and whatever that's all about. But anyway, that particular show, that Marcus Welby show, really kicked off my career. And ever since that show, I have literally, well, except for the downtime an actor always has, but I've really not been out of the business since that show, which was, I believe it was 19, either 68 or 70, somewhere in that range when I did it. So, so Leo Penn certainly impressed me. And then through Leo, I met his family and I met Sean when Sean was about 14 or 15 years old and uh, became good friends with Sean and was able to help him a little bit in, in New York. I got him his first off-Broadway play here in New York through another director friend of mine when I was really doing quite well out in California. But the actors that, uh, so Sean has, certainly has impressed me because I've worked with Sean both as an actor and I've also worked for Sean when he directed me in The Indian Runner, which was the first film that he wrote uh, and uh, directed. Uh, the actors that have really impressed me, Robert Wagner, who is mm. a dear friend, uh, and uh, of course people that know him call him, you know, R.J., but Robert Wagner, uh, really one of the nice, stellar guys in the business. Uh, really, just, just, just a really nice guy to work with. Uh, the same thing with James Garner. James Garner was a very uh, friendly uh, actor and, and a, you know, of course, being a big star, but really, you know, he impressed me with his work ethic, if you want to call it that. Carl Malden oh, was wow. actor who was actually responsible for me, I didn't know it at the time, but for me getting on the streets of San Francisco as the district attorney, Jerry Billings. And working with Carl was really uh, quite an experience because uh, he was such an incredible actor and uh, a very generous actor. Uh, which always impressed me with some of these people that you work with. Uh, there are a couple that I won't name uh, that I didn't find to be generous. Uh, okay. There was one show where I was supposed to be a recurring character on, but uh, the star of that particular show was not crazy about me, we might say, so I didn't, <laughs> I did oh. not recur on that show. But uh, obviously I was, uh, you could not, be unimpressed or not impressed by John Wayne. Uh, first of all, he was 
bigger than life. Mm. Uh, when you met him in person, he was just like he was on the screen because he was a big man. Uh, so that that was, uh, even though I didn't get to know, he did tell me to call him Duke, so I can call him Duke Wayne. Uh, I didn't get to know him very well, but certainly working with him. Um, uh, Buddy Epson on Barbie oh, yes. was another actor that I was quite impressed uh, working with because, again, a very generous actor. Uh, Robert Wagner falls in that same thing, again, with James Garner and those people. Um, so I've been really lucky because most of the people that I have worked with have been, uh, they, they've been really terrific people. The, the second time I worked with Charles Bronson, I worked with Charlie Bronson twice. I worked with him on a film in like 1974, 75, and then about 20 years later, I did The Indian Runner with Charlie. And uh, he had changed quite a bit by the time of that because Charlie had had an awful lot of uh, he had, had an awful lot of really tragedy uh, tragedy in his life because his wife had died from cancer and both of his sons um, had died. Uh, so he had uh, he had he had, had he suffered through a lot of that. So he was uh, he was a much more congenial actor to work with. But even when he was not necessarily congenial, he was still an absolute pro. And uh, to work with, and that's kind of the thing you're looking for as an actor, is you're looking for people that really, you know, know how to do their job and do their job. And so that that's always been great. But that would be, um, and, and the women, uh, Stephanie Powers, uh, oh, wow. she, was, uh, she was terrific uh, to work with. And uh, uh, Mia Farrow, I cannot say that I got to know Mia anything. I did have a couple of scenes with her in the, in Peyton Place, and yep. I know the story about her cutting her hair off, but we won't go there. Right. <laughs> that, that stuff is in my book, Jerry. Wow. But uh, those, those are the actors uh, that, uh, that have really, and I'm sure I'm leaving some out, but Sean Penn impressed me not only as an actor, he's incredibly talented, but also uh, as a director. He directs very much like his dad, Leo Penn. Uh, so Sean would definitely fit in that category. And uh, just uh, I've, I've just been really lucky because of Telly Savalas oh. was, another, uh, was another actor that I, I, I not only liked working with, I became friendly with Telly. The same thing with Chuck Connors. Uh, yeah. I actually directed Chuck in a documentary, and uh, Chuck Connors is a very good friend, and my daughter will probably remember Chuck used to get a really big kick out of, she called him Uncle Chuck, he used to get a big kick out of, he used to hold her in his hand, have her sit in his <gasps> hand. That's she cool. Was about, I don't know, five years old at the time, five or six. But uh, Chuck was, uh, uh, and I had a lot of fun with Robert Stack. I didn't work with Robert Stack, but he was one of the American celebrities uh, when we did the um, that Duke of Edinburgh Award Steam Golf Tournament that was held in England between the American celebrities and the European celebrities. And I was lucky enough to be on the American celebrities team with Telly Savalas, Fred McMurray, Robert Stack, Glenn Campbell, Richard Crenna. And uh, Robert Stack was, uh, he, he, he was really a, a funny, nice guy. But I've been lucky because most of the people that I that I have worked with, uh, really a, a huge percentage of them, have been uh, they, they've all been they've all been good people. But the ones that have really impressed me, as I said, would be uh, of course Sean, uh, Robert Wagner, and and uh, RJ's wife Jill St. John. I worked with Jill on her 
one of her very first shows in New York, which was Mr. Broadway. And we did not know each other at the time, but we have since become very good friends uh, because I've known R.J. since his second marriage to Natalie. And uh, but Robert Wagner uh, certainly uh, has uh, has impressed me along those lines. Uh, Sean Penn, uh, Carl Malden. Uh, those people that uh, that I got a lot of time, you know, working with, and then tons of other uh, supporting actors that sure. would just take the rest of your show. No, but wait, I have a question. I have a question. Did you ever meet Elvis? Uh, no, I did not meet Elvis, but oddly enough, my mother did. <laughs> oh wow! In, in 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 Hawaii, and also I uh, I got to know uh, Sonny West <gasps> quite well. So cool! One of his Tennessee mafia people, yes. and we have hanging on the wall in the apartment here pictures of Elvis and Sonny, and the pictures of Elvis, Sonny, and uh, President Nixon. Very cool. Do you know Jordan? never. Do you know? I never. I never got to meet Elvis. Do you know who I interviewed? Who? I got to interview Marion, his nurse. Oh my gosh! It was okay. it was uh, awesome. It was beautiful. Yes, but yeah, well, it's interesting because you know, you bring up somebody like Elvis Presley, and what is almost hidden in my quote career was one of my. Uh, I don't like to call it a detour. I don't think it was a detour. I'll just okay. call it a, another road that went off to the side. Is uh, Back in the late 50s, I was in a singing duo called The Castaways. Okay. Me and Michael Equin uh, played two guitars, and we were into into folk music, and just through an absolute fluke, got managed by Don Seat Enterprises. Uh, Don Seat, he managed Conway Twitty at the yes. time, before freshman. <laughs> and uh, so we, we actually uh, played gigs and went out uh, as The Castaways, doing these things and even cut uh, even cut an album which is a little funny story uh, I deal with Sam Ash uh, is the music place here in New York on West 34th Street Sam you just got a free plug from me uh, I get my you know get my guitar strung and everything down because I still keep one guitar and uh, I went in the first day I went in that place I met the guy in the guitar shop there and I wanted to have some stuff done on the guitar and I mentioned something about yeah he said you know you, you play professionally and I said no I said you know years ago I just had this little uh, duo group called the castaways and this guy said you know his name's fred he said the castaways he said i remember the castaways and i said oh get out of here nobody remembers the castaways and this guy rips off about three or four of our oh wow yeah and he said he said uh, yeah you guys are still good and greasy you did 900 miles uh, he said one of you guys played a 12 string guitar the other played a six string guitar and i realized he really remembered who the castaways were so and he cool. said to me and you guys cut some albums and i said no no we cut an album we didn't cut albums we cut an album which i think sold in uh, brazilian supermarkets i'm not quite sure but <laughs> So, so that was my jaunt in the music business. And I just recently, the other day on an email, I got some company in California sending me a thing wanting to know if they could interview me about my music. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just emailed them back and said, I think you got the wrong guy. That's great. <laughs> 
I said, I'm a, I said, I'm an actor, and, and I don't really believe you want to interview me about my music because my music would only be what the castaways. That that would be that would be quote my music. It's like <laughs> one of the, uh, you know, I think I told you, Jerry, that I do these. Uh, well, where we met, I do these convention shows yes. where you go and you're a celebrity and you sign things. At one of those big shows in Maryland a year ago in September, because you can't do them back to back. You do one, you skip a year, and you come back. They don't like to bring the same, oh. same celebrities back. Okay. I think I told you, I had one guy come up to me at that show in uh, Maryland, which my daughter with her friend uh, came down to see me there, which was great. Um, but uh, one guy came over to me, and uh, you, you, know, you sign pictures and DVDs, whatever you sign for people, they want you to sign, you get paid for that. And the guy came over to me and gave me a baseball and he said, Mr. Rhodes, would you sign this? And I looked up at the guy and I said, uh, you do understand I'm not a sports guy, right? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I just have a collection of baseballs that I get a bunch of actors to sign. And so I signed this guy's baseball. So that's that's at least as different than them saying they wanted to interview me about my music. Well, wait, I have a music question for you. So you have a, an incredible fan who's listening and um, she's willing to share a video with me one day, and I'm going to accept that. But she would love to hear her dad sing, you ready? The pig song. Yeah. Could you just sing a couple lines for me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I don't have the guitar. It doesn't matter. The pig song. All right. Okay, all right, here we go. I'll do this uh, acapella, I guess, yep. they say, when you don't have the thing. All right. It was early in December, as near as I remember, while walking down the street in tipsy pride. No one was I disturbing as I lay down by the curbing, when a pig came up and lay down by my side. As I lay there in the gutter, thinking thoughts I could not utter, a lady passing by was heard to say, You can tell a man who boozes by the company he chooses. And the pig got up and slowly walked away. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Listen, I love your daughter. <laughs> my daughter's is... great. My daughter's great. My daughter works for the uh, uh, the uh, American um, uh, Deaf. Uh, she's going to keep yes. me from not no. the yes. correct name here uh, uh, in Connecticut. And uh, she works with the people there and does a great job and really, you know, loves it and does really, really great. I'm very, very proud of her. She well, does really, really great work at the American School for the Deaf in, uh, in uh, Hartford. Well, I think she's doing some sign language for them while the show is on. I think they're they're listening. Oh, that's, yes. Oh, that's great. Yes. Um, yes. This is beautiful. Wow. Thank you for that song. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I would only do that for my daughter and you. That's it. it was, was my, my, my daughter had to request it. She, I, she's saying... It's one, um, the, it's, one of the, it's one of the few songs I used to do that for my daughter. Yep. And, of course, my daughter has two sons now. Yep. Uh, she has Caden and she has Declan. And uh, they're, they're five and nine. I hope I got those ages right because I know Caden, I got his wrong once, but five and nine. And uh, I went up there once and took my guitar because Caden uh, uh, is... Uh, my, my grandson, Jaden, plays the cello and also takes some guitar lessons. Oh, that's and cool. And I did the pig song, which I think my daughter uh, put on the iPhone, used the phone to do it and 
put it online, but I did the pig song for them because that was, uh, my, my daughter used to love that when, uh, when she was little. She used to love me doing the pig song. So the, so the ages. I got, do, I, got do, I got to do the pig song here on That's the right. radio. So, um, their and, ages uh, are six and nine, she said. Six and nine. Good uh, job, dad. Yep. And the well, American School for the Deaf. There you go. Okay. Well, boy, I wasn't going too far off. No, no, no. <laughs> They just uh, they 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 took a cruise at Christmas. They they went on a they went on a they went on a big cruise. Uh, she she loves to do that. Uh, dad dad's not dad's not fond of the big ship in the ocean. Uh. He's uh, he's more an air sign, which is why my daughter got me to jump out of a plane. <laughs> That's great. Oh, Jordan, do you want me to give a shout out for you um, to Jerry Nolan? You want me to give his info? Yeah, that that would really be great because Jerry Nolan is uh, is uh, he's my he's my new booking agent and my promoter on me doing a thing called Conversations of a Blue Collar Actor, okay. and uh, also he's going to be uh, he's going to be getting me some bookings in Florida at some of the colleges and the drama schools and libraries and that thing where I do this thing called Conversations of a Blue Collar Actor, and also uh, we're going to show the film Papa. And after the Papa film, we will do a Q&A about that. And then I will do, I'll take some of the questions from almost like a panel type thing from the audience. Uh, people like to ask you questions about actors you've worked with and shows you've worked on. So, yeah, if you can do that, yep. give uh, Jerry Nolan's uh, phone number and his uh, email. Yes. That would be great. Okay, so everyone, Jerry Nolan, N-O-L-A-N, and his phone number is 239 810 Four five eight seven. Again, Jerry Nolan two three nine eight one zero four five eight seven, and his email is jgn fifty six bklyn at yahoo dot com. Again, jgn fifty six bklyn at yahoo dot com. There you go. Yeah, that, yeah, that abbreviation is for Brooklyn. I think yes, yes. Yes, but, it, but yeah. I think Jerry was originally, I think he, I think he was born in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But uh, also, I want to thank you. Uh, you put me in touch with a uh, with a publisher lady. Yes. And um, Ava Holly. We've been talking, yeah, we've been talking about uh, uh, about trying to get my, uh, my book, which, of course, is called Blue Collar Actor. And uh, I've been talking with her. What I'm trying to do, and she's trying to help me, is I'm actually trying to find a publisher that I don't have to really self-publish, which gotcha. means I don't have to pay for all the books okay. uh, before they come out. Because let's face it, I could pay. I, right now, I don't know. I could put out four books and maybe only sell two. So right. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to have a publisher that would be doing that. But thank you very much for putting me in oh, touch you're with welcome. Uh, Ava. Uh, you're she, welcome. She was, she, was, she, was really, she was really great. So. Yeah, Ava Holly, everybody. Yep, I love Ava. So, all right. Yeah, she's, she's really nice. So, I, know, I I tell you, can I, can I do, I like to do this little, can I do my Frost My Pumpkin? Of course. Again, my little thing that Frost My Pumpkin. Yes. Uh, and it's amazing because here in New York, where I live, on West 57th Street, here we've got all of these uh, colleges, universities, uh, trauma schools, all of these things. And I think you and I talked about this one time before. And I don't know why. I've sent emails to these people uh, that head up these different departments, the drama departments and all that. And it, it really bugs me 
that they have these young people that are in their theatrical departments, their drama departments, and are actually considering pursuing a career in the entertainment profession. But the mentors or the advisors they have at these universities or whatnot, they don't have any practical experience from the business. So I have on occasion, I've gone to them and said, I will come in on a once a month basis or once every two weeks or whenever my schedule will permit and will mentor or advise the young people that are getting ready to graduate or maybe they are their juniors and not seniors yet and they're thinking about it and really give them some good information and answer their questions from a realistic standpoint, having done this for over 50 years and knowing what the differences are and and knowing where you can go and where you can try to work and really tell them what, what the dedication and all that is. But they don't, they don't respond at all, which absolutely amazes me that, that they would not want to bring in uh, and I'm, I'm not dogging on the teachers that are there or the advisors they have because teachers are really important people in our society. Yes. They're, you know, it's great. But, uh, you know, they, they have advisors there sometimes if somebody wants to be a medical student or something and tell them, okay, well, you go over here to this college because you're going to get this training program and this will be over here and da-da-da. But when young people come in and say, uh, well, where should I go? Should I go to Chicago? Should I go to L.A.? Should I stay here in New York? Should, well, how should I try to do this? And I don't know what information they can give them that they have any real grasp of. And so, uh, to use my term, that frosts my pumpkin when these people, you know, want to take advantage of someone that would be willing to come in there and mentor or advise the students. So, anyway, I'll get off that soapbox. That's uh, that. Al- that always kind of kind of gets me. But I want to comment on that because Say again? I want to comment on that. Sure. Okay. See, I think I have a little bit of an answer why. Because I find myself in the same situation. So um, I'm just going to touch base on this and then we'll get back to Jordan. I wrote a book on addiction and it's called I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumb ass. And not only have I done research for 25 years, I've studied the brain. I've, I, I'm not kidding you. And I know for a fact it's not a disease, it's a choice. I, this is how I say it. It's a dis-ease of the brain cells while using. So, so there is something going on. But if that addict can get up and say, I'm going to have this plan to get my next fix and how to get the money and who to rob or whatever they're doing, right? They also have the brain power to say, okay, let me make a plan to stop. The reason I'm bringing that up, Jordan, is when I've put myself out there to do speech, you know, talks and speeches, schools for free, Do you know that they won't allow me because I will not say it's a disease? So, okay, so now with you, they're probably really worried that you might give them some, the kids some really great insight that will maybe allow them to not be under their thumb or their rule. Because everything now is so political and everything now is so, you know, threatened and you know, the, the mighty, the almighty dollar. So that's what I've found. And I'm assuming that could be the case with you. But it could very well be. And sometimes I've had, a, I did have one friend of mine say, Jordan, 
why don't you start writing letters to these people? Because he said sometimes they just won't, they don't really look at all their emails. And I'm saying to myself, boy, in this day and age, I can't believe there's anybody that doesn't look at Right, they're not going to read a letter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to do with the letter either. So, I think it's just, uh, I think it's something that, uh, you know, and, and I'm not, of course, I have not put myself out there and told them I would do this for free, but I certainly would do it, do it for a very nominal fee Yes, uh, to come in and mentor and advise uh, these students because I give this information when I meet these young actors, and believe me, here in New York, I meet a ton of them. I meet these young actors, and uh, most of them, not all, uh, most of them have a good attitude about wanting to learn something, but every now and then you do run into these uh, students or whatnot that, uh, unfortunately, in our business, as you probably know, less than 2% of the people in my business attract about 98% of the people because young people are drawn to this business because of the stars. And so when you have these young people that uh, one of the things that I do when I have my conversations with a blue-collar actor and I'm talking to a group of students, I the, one of the first things I do is I say to the students after they've seen my uh, montage and about, I don't know, 10 or 20 clips or whatever, and I say, how many people would like to try and pursue and do this for a living? And uh, generally in these things, I get about 75, 80% of the hands go up. And then I say, okay, how many people would like to come in and do this and would like to be stars? And then I have to kind of encourage them because not as many hands. And I go, come on, come on, be honest. Let me see the ones. How many of you would like to be movie stars? You want to be George Clooney? You want to be Sylvester Stallone? Let's, let's see some, some, I get the hands up. So to those people, I say, okay, to you people, I can't really do a lot for you because you're better off to go out and buy a lottery ticket because your chances of becoming a star are just as slim as that. Wow. The actors that I know that are stars, uh, I don't know a single one of those actors that when I was making rounds with them, and two or three of them are Academy Award winners, none of those actors at the time were wanting to be stars. We all wanted to work, we all wanted to be actors, but we wanted to get a job. We wanted to work. We wanted to work as actors. Boy, we always felt, man, if I could just make $15,000 one year as an actor, it would be incredible, uh, that type of thing. And those are the actors that, uh, because the business, you, you just don't know who's going to pop out and wind up being a star. So it's that's what I always do with the young people. But unfortunately, the stars are the ones that do attract, and I'm guilty of that too, uh, you know, my James Dean was the actor that I saw on screen that made me say, boy, I'd like to try to do that. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is, but I'd like to try to do that. Wow. Uh, so I was... Say, say again? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I saw, when I saw James, I was in, uh, in North Carolina working my little butt off, going to school and all that, and saw East of Eden. And uh, just said, um, I don't know, uh, I don't know exactly what that is that this guy is doing, but I'd like to try to do that. And that's uh, that's what uh, you know made me. And then, of course, uh, what it was, I don't know, uh, six weeks later or something, or eight weeks later, he was killed in a car wreck. Right. And, uh, wow. Yeah, in his Porsche Spider, he was you know he was killed out in California, and. Uh, 
And that prompted me to make the move to Baltimore and get involved in the theater. Wow. And I got involved in the theater, and uh, again, I was never thinking that I was going to, quote, be James Dean, but uh, got involved in the theater and just kept going and doing this job. And those jobs in the beginning, I tell you about, I mean, these things on the defenders and the nurses and for the people, on for the people, the reporter, I was a reporter on the reporter. Uh, they were all small roles. They were all little things you were doing. But uh, a lot of people don't realize that the only really paying job that Dustin Hoffman ever had prior to getting the graduate, which by the way, I tested for too, along with many other actors, but was uh, Dustin had done a Volkswagen commercial in New York. He'd done a Volkswagen commercial. That's really the only job, he paying job. He did Equity Library Theater, but that was the only really paying job he had prior to doing his test for the graduate. And of course, the rest is history. He got the graduate, and uh, he just went right on. Wow. But uh, I, I feel lucky, and, and I have so many of the young actors here in New York that say to me, boy, would I love to have your career. And I say, yeah, but this is 50 years later. But Jordan, I want to say something about that. This is why I was so like in awe when I met you. Because I see things a little differently than the average person. I don't look at, you know, oh my God, John Wayne, one of the greatest actors. Wow! I look at other things. I look at like supporting roles. I look at who they worked with. I look at their life history. Um, yours is unbelievable to me. Everything that you have done. I mean, look at everyone you've worked with, all the small roles. To, I mean, you've experienced so much more than the majority of these huge actors have ever experienced. I mean, that's why I'm so in awe. You know, you've been you've yeah. been through it all. Like that to me is the coolest thing about your career. Well, my daughter thinks I'm great too. See? Oh, did you ever? I I got to interview Carol Burnett recently. By the way, Carol Burnett, guys. Oh yeah. Did you ever meet her? Uh, yes, once. Okay, yeah, tell I us. Her, I met her at uh, uh, when she used to do at that. Uh, Television Center, wherever it was there in California. Yeah, I, I've been lucky. I, I I have met quite a few of these people, and she was uh, she was a terrific person. I also met Lucille Ball. <gasps> uh, we would do. Yeah, I was doing a play with uh, Barbara Rush uh, called uh, Father's Day, and uh, one of Lucille Ball's real proteges was an actress named Carol Cook who was quite a wonderful actress, and Carol Cook played the lead in, uh, in Father's Day. Well, it, was a, it was a sick character play, so three women, three men, so it was really as far as who the lead was, but she was like, Louis, she played Louise, the lead person, and we were doing it at the Huntington Hartford in, uh, in, uh, in New York, uh, in uh, California, rather, the Huntington Hartford, and uh, Lucille Ball uh, came to see the show, and so she came back afterwards, and met all of us and we got to chat mm -hmm. with her for a little bit. Jordan, hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'm going to merge Ryan. Hold on. Hey guys, Ryan, are you there? Hello? Hello. Um, Jordan, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Okay, Ryan, give us one second. Jordan was telling a story. Let him finish that part and then we'll get to you, sweetheart. Actually, actually uh, Ryan and uh, 
and uh, Jerry is done. Uh, we 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 met uh, we met uh, Lucille Ball. We met her backstage after that. And uh, the funniest thing of that whole evening was that my daughter, I uh, mean my mother, I had had flown my mother out from North Carolina. I had flown her out to California to visit me and to see the play. And uh, Carol Cook was a very boisterous type uh, lady. She's a wonderful talent. And uh, my mom was a very southern, subdued lady. And she was backstage, and um, and she was asked. Carol said to, to her, Carol Cook said to her, uh, and she's there with Lucille Ball. She says, "Well, Edith, how did you like the show?" And my mom said, uh, "Oh, I, I I thought it was I thought it was very good." And Carol grabbed her by the shoulders and started shaking her. And she, well, then speak up and say something that it's really. <laughs> my mom's eyes got about the big of a So great. <laughs> She had never, and Carol used some language that I won't use on your uh, show. Oh, that's so great. So, Jordan, we have, um... said about Carol Cook later, that lady's a little rough, isn't she? So, Jordan, anyway, we... Hi, Ryan. Yeah, we have Ryan on the line. Hi, Ryan. Happy birthday. I'm great. How you doing? I'm sorry. I, today's your, I hear today's your birthday, so happy birthday. Thank you so much. Yes. So Ryan was supposed to be my three o'clock guest, everyone, but it is his birthday, and his mom surprised him with a little outing. So I'd like him to just tell us, Ryan, tell us everything that's happening now. Uh, update us on what's going on, and tell everyone out there who you are. Sure. So as of now, up to now, um, I've been working pretty hard on my acting career. Um, I've been doing a lot of background work in New York. I was in uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I was in Mr. Robot as well. Um, And I'm also in a new HBO show called The Mayor of Easton, which is uh, Kate Winslet. She's in it, and she's also the executive producer of. Um, So that's going to be continuing through about February. That's so cool. Tell everyone your full name. Sure. So my name's Ryan Henry. Um, I'm from small town Pikestown, New Jersey. Yeah. And he's the family member of mine as well. And I just love him. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, yes. I love what I love about you is tell them what your interests are. So my interests are a little odd for somebody my age. I'm interested in, for one, doo-wop music, anything from the 1950s and the 1960s. Uh, I'm an old soul at heart. So whenever I have free time, I end up going antiquing, picking out furniture that's usually older than I am and keeping it so and dancing what kind of dancing mm-hmm. do you do and dancing as well uh, on my free time on Saturday nights I usually like to go swing dancing anything from the Lindy Hop to the Jitterbug to the Charleston name it <laughs> is that crazy how old are you tell everyone that I'm uh, just turning 23 today so oh, Jordan God bless you Jordan thank you yep Jordan talk to talk got to a, Ryan got, a, got a, lot of, a lot of time in front of you that's great <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to it it's crazy so um do you have any questions for jordan ryan because he's you know a legend baby sure um what advice in like a short note version would you give somebody who's trying to get their name out there you know to slowly pursue bigger roles to get their name out there like on the board okay uh first of all did you say that you are studying with somebody or you picked a teacher or you're working on that uh, right now, I don't actually have a teacher or an acting coach, um, but I'm more or less working on myself and what I can uh, do better as an actor. Okay, uh, let me let me. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of things I'll advise you on. Sure. Uh, you probably are familiar with the Actors Studio. 
Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not, you should be familiar with it. It's uh, it's a place where, uh, obviously, Lee Strasberg was one of the, quote, founding members. There were other people that were quite involved with that, too, uh, Sandy mm-hmm. Meisner and uh, all of those people. Uh, in New York, I'm assuming, that do you, do you live in New York? Do you have access to New York? I don't live in New York, but I'm out here pretty much every week. Okay. Uh, I would say go down to the actor's studio mm-hmm. and fill out a form and get yourself set up to do an audition at the actor's studio. Okay. Uh, you can then work with your acting coach if you want, because there's a, there's a couple of primary reasons for doing that, Ryan. Mm-hmm. One is if you get accepted into the actor's studio, and you happen to be talking to somebody here that flunked the actor's studio audition about four times. Oh, okay. Uh, didn't, didn't, didn't make it through two of my finals either, but eventually I got invited to join the Actors Studio West once I was in California and already established and working. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason to do that is that once you, if once you get accepted in the Actors Studio, if you get accepted, you don't pay for acting classes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't you? They don't charge you for acting classes once mm-hmm. you, once you get accepted. So uh, you have to get a five minute scene. You have to have mm-hmm. a partner. Your partner can also, you know, uh, he or she can also uh, be auditioning at the same time you are. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely tell you to do that in addition to your acting coach because sometimes it's tough to be able to afford the acting lessons. Right. But uh, I would tell you that when you can afford it, another person, uh, even though he's passed away now, but they still teach his particular I, you want to say course or his ideas on acting is William Esper, E S P E R, and the William Esper Acting School is still very. Even though Bill passed away last year, uh, his acting school is still up and really going. He works more uh, on the Meisner, Sandy Meisner's teachings, which all come from Stanislavski, uh, okay. more so than the way Strasberg did it, mm-hmm. but. Um, but even though you, you maybe are not as experienced as you, of course, would like to be and all of that stuff, the sooner you start doing this with the actor's studio, uh, the sooner you can, because you can go in and you can audition. If you don't make that, a year later you can audition again. Okay. And if you get in, as two of the things, as I said, I only told you about one, is that you don't have to pay. But the other is that you will be working in a place where, number one, there are lots of really good actors there and tremendous connections for Broadway shows and off-Broadway shows. And in this day and age, there's no way you can dismiss the connection uh, thing. It's uh, right. If you, I mean, that's people don't realize that when Brando first came here to New York, that's how Brando got into a Broadway show was through the Actors Studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not Dean. Uh, Dean did, but he didn't do it through the Actors Studio. But that's that would be one of my things to say to you. The other is to really don't be embarrassed about going and wanting to monitor a class or observe a class and if you start running into teachers that won't let you do that then 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 dismiss them don't don't go there okay. you want to go and kind of get some feel of what uh, this particular teacher you know wh- kind of what his method is what what is he teaching and how you can benefit from that or how you can log into that and right. and, and and get that uh, because as I said it, it, it's 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 expensive and there are so many of these people out here today that are charging just incredible amounts of money uh, mm-hmm. 
through Jerry, keep in touch. I've been asked a number of times now. I've been back in New York for over five years now, and people are asking me if I will consider starting my workshop. Uh, you okay. keep in touch with Jerry. Wow. If I get my workshop, I decide to do it again because I'm not going to charge the kind of money that they're charging the young people today. Mm -hmm. uh, that come in and you got to pay $500, you know, $1,000, all of this kind of stuff. I won't be doing that. I don't know if I'm going to do it. But in the meantime, I would say definitely a lot of people don't know about that. Also, are you, you if you're doing background work, are you in any of the unions yet? I am not. I'm working okay. toward it. All right, but but you but you are still basically an actor. You're a singer. You're a, you, you're interested in all that. Yes. Another mm -hmm. place for you to contact and go to just to find out what they have there is the Actors Fund. Okay. It's the Actors Fund F U N D, which is on Seventh Avenue. And okay. just go over and say you'd like to meet with somebody. You're you're a young entertainer and you're just getting into the business, and you would like to see who you can talk to there. There are lots of advantages over there. But I want you to go down and register at the actor's studio. Mm -hmm. uh, you pick yourself a scene, and you say you're working with an acting coach. Okay, maybe he'll help you pick yourself a scene. Got to make sure it's uh, if you go one second over five minutes, they'll call time on you. Okay. So you want to you want to finish your scene, but definitely go down there. And first of all, it's great training for you because uh, I'll guarantee you, you'll be nervous. Mm -hmm. You go into the actor studio and you see all of these uh, incredible pictures on the wall there and you know it's Lee Strasberg and you know it's right. Elia Kazan and Marlon Brando and James Dean and uh, uh, good Lord Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. It's all of these great people that have been there. So you'll be nervous, but that's good. Because uh, when you go and audition for jobs, you're nervous anyway. So, uh, you know, that'll be good. But you, you start that right off the bat because uh, it'll be good training for you. And then who knows? You might have a look. You might have a quality. You might have something. And you might get in. And if you get in, you attend the classes, zero. Doesn't When I was a young actor here and you didn't have two diamonds to rub together, I went down there and I auditioned. Every time I could audition, I auditioned, I wanted to get in the actor's studio. Not because Marlon Brando had been there, but I knew that's where good teachers were and that I could really learn and I, I didn't have the money and I wouldn't have to pay. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I was lucky. I got a scholarship uh, here. Uh, oh, nice. And, and, uh, yeah, I went with a friend of mine, actually a roommate, uh, Ed Beers. Uh, had, uh, he'd come up from Baltimore, Maryland, and I was his roommate, and he was going to a school here called the New Theater School of Drama. And uh, he asked me one night if I would, you know, like to come down and observe with him. And I said, sure. And I couldn't afford to pay. And I went down. And for some reason, somebody didn't show up. Uh, a male didn't show up to do a scene with this girl who had learned the scene. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Carl Redkoff was the teacher, asked if uh, anybody, he says, anybody here want to volunteer to, you know, read the scene with her? She knows the lines. You'll have to read the scene. So I said, yeah, I will. And I read the scene with her, and after I finished reading the scene, uh, they said they'd like to see me in the office. And I went in the office, and they said, uh, would you like to come to school here? And I said, well, yeah. And they said, well, we'd like to offer you a scholarship. So that's that's how I got my first thing with the new theater school, uh, studying with people like Carl Redkopf and Evelyn King and those people. But that's so, I know I'm taking too long here for my, my advice, but uh, go down at the Actor Studio, I think it's on West 44th or West 46th, I think it's West 44th, but you'll find it, you can look it up, go to the Actor Studio, go down there, tell them that you would like to see about signing up to audition, 
and uh, okay. and the next time they're having auditions, audition and do that. And uh, that's one of the that's one of the best things I can give you. And then uh, when you can't afford it, if you don't get in there, uh, try and find yourself a good acting class. Definitely. Well, thank you for the advice. I'm definitely going to keep that in my heart. I'm definitely going to look into that studio next time I'm out in the city. And and Ryan, Christian, my grandson Christian is 18. He'll be 19 in February, Jordan, and he's in acting school. Uh, Lou Costa, uh, an incredible new upcoming actor that I had the privilege of meeting and going to a red carpet with one of his movies. He was my guest, and he got to meet my grandson, and he told him who he trains under christian's going to that school ryan i'll get you that info i forget it's in pa somewhere okay when you when you can't afford it definitely look into the william espers uh william esper they have private classes uh it's not not connected with and then also uh any place that you can audition like at the neighborhood playhouse or any of those theaters that you can audition to get into their classes go and do it right 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 very cool Ryan, so what's what's happening with the latest thing you're in now? Tell us again. Uh, so right now it's an HBO show. It's called The uh, Mayor of Easton, which is uh, executive produced by Kate Winslet, and she's also in it. What character do you play? Uh, same thing, background. It's not. It's more or less not a specific character. It's okay. whatever the scene is specific for. Okay. That's okay. I did, I did some background work yeah. in my early career, too. So, <laughs> uh, hey, you've got to learn how to crawl before you can walk yeah exactly mm-hmm. wow and then when you pay attention to that you also learn a lot about what's going on with sets and That's the scenes and all that and you can you can get as much out of it as you want to i got my first acting job from an extra job oh wow, okay yeah i was uh, i was doing extra i'll try to make this quick because i know you were running out of time i was doing uh, i was doing an extra role on a, on a show called the nurses and I heard the AD talking to the director, and the director said, you know, we, uh, we, we've overlooked something here. He said, we've got to have a guy, a folk singer, to sing in this little scene. He's got a scene. He's got a scene in the thing. <laughs> and I walked over to the director, and I said, uh, I play the guitar and sing. And he looked at me, and he said, you do? He said, well, you on the show? I said, well, I'm just doing background. He said, uh, bring your guitar in tomorrow. So I brought my guitar in the next day. I sang a little folk song for him, and I said, okay, you got the role. Here's the lines, and, and that's how I got my first acting gig, uh, other than an extra thing, was on The Nurses. Wow. So, yeah, you just you just keep your eyes and ears open and, and don't get into all of the glad-handing and all the people with the BS stories that are going on every 22 minutes and the people right. basically are taking up time and space and wasting a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, just just uh, just keep your eyes open and pay attention and learn as much as you can. It's good for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, Ryan... Okay. I know it's your birthday, and you called in just for me as a favor and to say hello to Jordan. Tell everyone out there anything else you'd like to tell them. Uh, say anything else you'd like to say, and then I'll let you go back to mom and your fun fun night. Sure. Um, pretty much the same advice that I've been told from friends, family, as well as people I've met on the road from different gigs I've had is you're going to run into people that think they're better than you. You're going to run into people that are doing it you know, the business background acting longer than you have. It's not always about how long you've been doing it or how many gigs they've had. If you know what you got, use it. If people tell you, you know, you know, that they know you have it, you have that look, you have that personality, you just have that image that they're looking for. Take it and run with it. I've myself been told that I've too ugly for a role that I'm never going to get on camera. And I've never taken that to heart. If you know, you have something and you think you're talented, 
just take it and run with it. Um, and that's how I got lucky enough from asking questions with Maisel. And that's how I ended up being right in between Maisel and Alex on that one scene is I was asking questions with the PAs and getting to know them and seeing what could be done. So if you have questions when you're on a set, definitely ask them. Don't listen to the gossip and the BS. Just do you. Now tell everyone how to get get in touch with you if they'd like. Um, so you can either email me, which is uh, my email is rgrover. It's rgrover396 at gmail.com. Or if you want, you can shoot me a text as well at 609-578-7825. First of all, you're adorable. I am absolutely one of your biggest fans since you were little and you know that. <laughs> I so do. I love you and thank love you. Me too. And happy birthday, sweetheart, and go have a really great, great rest of your night. I will, definitely. Thank you. Okay. So, Jordan? Yes. All right, my darling. We're coming to the close of the show. Okay. So, what else would you like? It's been a blast. It's been a blast. Um, What else would you like to tell everyone out there? Well, uh, there's there's not a whole lot. We cover the thing. Seriously, if there are any people out there that really do uh, get involved with Broadway or that type of thing, uh, and they would like to contact me about the, this play, Papa the Man, the Myth, the Legend, which I will not be starring in. I told somebody before, I'm, I'm too long in the tooth to do that role anymore. I did it for seven years, but I'm trying to get Brian Cox to do it. Uh, then by all means, uh, get, get in touch with me. I, I think you've told them, uh, or have we not told them, that they can reach me through my website. Is it okay for me Go to ahead. tell them that? Go ahead. Tell them everything, yep. Yep, it's www.jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, dot com. If you go on there, you will, uh, you actually, you're going to see a bunch of my uh, my montage and a bunch of clips and all that, but you can find out how to get in touch with me. But if there is anybody out there that's interested in uh, doing that, uh, then get in touch with me, and I will let you know where we can go with that. If there's anybody that has any connections with any of these uh, uh, colleges, any of these drama departments in these universities and whatnot, would be interested in having me come in as a mentor or an advisor to the young people, again, get in touch with me. And uh, I know Ava is trying to help me uh, find somebody that uh, might help me with the publishing of my book. Hey, great. Uh, I realized I, realized I was... My computer was down for two days because I had to have it upgraded. I had to go from Windows 7 to Windows 10. (laughs) And I realized in saving my book that my book is legitimately only about half finished because I'm only through the New York section. I didn't even get to the California section yet. And I spent 28 years in California. Oh, wow. so, so I've, I've, I've got a lot more. I've got a lot more writing to do. But anyway, that and uh, of course this thing, um, this cameo. Uh, that this is a totally new thing for me. Uh, I've never been on cameo, and that's if you want a shout out uh, from me. Uh, it's a very nominal charge. But if you want a shout out for an anniversary or birthday or somebody else like that, then uh, just go on cameo.com/jrhodes7. 
and uh, and and that's about it. Other okay. than that, I don't want to bore the people with uh, with uh, these. These are the things that are going now. Jerry's going to have me booked down there in Florida, and then I think I'm going to Chicago to do some of that. Uh, and I I love coming out doing the blue collar presentation. I, I really do. I love the conversations of a blue collar actor because the information I was just giving to Ryan, uh, I get asked a lot of that, and I give them good, legitimate, real information yes. about what what they can expect and what they should do and i'm amazed about how many young actors that don't know about the actor's studio and that you can go there and audition and if you get in you don't have to pay and and that kind of stuff and the actor's fun so um well yeah, that's all right that, that's a, that's about it so i want to thank you again for you're, having welcome. Me on. you're welcome so i want to say a couple things and then I'm actually going to play my theme song at the end. For your daughter, we are now best buds, her and I, okay? So, listen, she's a fan of me, and I'm a fan of her, all right? So, um, I'm going to be interviewing her hubby soon. We're going to get that date, absolutely. Oh, great. you should. He's, yes. He's a, he's a bass player. So, uh, he's yes. a bass player with a, with a wonderful uh, heavy metal group. So, it's so cool. So, that, that would be great. Yeah. And... We are best friends forever, she just said. Yes, we are, girlfriend. Now, here we go. All right, Cheyenne, listen. Sean Penn, Ron Howard, talk to Dad. Put a bug in his ear. I need interviews with them. Let's work this out. <laughs> All right, everybody. I want to thank everybody out there from Remember Then Radio for listening and for being in the chat room. And Cheyenne, for being in the chat room. I love you. Um, amazing. Jordan, thank you. I love you. What a great show. And I'm so happy Ryan got to call in, even though it was his birthday. So with that, we're going to end the show, everybody, with my theme song from all my radio shows. It's called uh, I'm Not an Addict. And here we go. I love you, Jerry. I love you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do Just what to do, just what to do If what you're feeling is really true It's really true, is it really true? Just keep your ideas safe and sound Safe and sound, safe and sound That's exactly how change is found Change is found, change is found I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass And in time this too shall pass I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Jerry Petito taught the class I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Loves the answer, the greener grass one day at a time, free at last. There you go, everybody. And I want to thank everybody again. And uh, have a great rest of the day.